Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. Well, we're back, and uh, this is Jesse here, and I'm excited uh, this week. Uh, we are in the middle, in my area here, it's uh, um, in the Pacific Northwest. There's uh, snow on the ground, and uh, we have a break from the rain just because it got cold enough to freeze. <laughs> so that's what we call a winter out here. And uh, still running boot camps, running boot camps in the morning, running boot camps in the, af- in, the in the afternoon. And uh, so still, I'm still in the trenches, by the way. You might uh, think of me now as uh, an advisor, a coach, a consultant, and somebody that's helping with, uh, with boot camps, but I still run one. And the reason I do that is so that, um, you know, I practice what I preach. I can test out what it is that uh, I've known for years and years. And uh, I've got a, a, a caller on the line here. Hold on one sec. All right. Hey, Scott, are you there? Hey, Jesse. It's Scott. Hey, I can hear you okay. I can hear you okay. The the magic of of technology. (laughs) Yes, indeed. All right. Um, Well, I just did a quick intro here, and um, you joined just in time. And uh, I'd like to introduce you. um, And hold on, I think I've got Georgette joining us. Hey, all right. We're all here. Fantastic. It's a party. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Georgette. Good morning to you. All right. So, um, yeah, Scott, uh, you're. Um, why don't you? Uh, I'll, I'll do a quick intro here, but maybe you can tell us about yourself. Um, I know Scott McKinstry is uh, um, a copywriter, and he uh, he has a website, uh, marketing with story, and and how to stand out from the crowd with storytelling that sells. And he also is a writer for Copy Chief, uh, which is a a, um, a, a blog that's growing popularity with Kevin Rogers and some some serious copywriters that you guys have over there. And then uh and Scott's also a great friend of mine, very, very good, best friend from from uh a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away and we're still buddies. And so I wanted to have uh, I wanted to have Scott on because he's uh, an amazing writer and also uh understands um marketing which is huge, and we're always talking about that with boot camps and, and uh, fitness businesses and personal trainers, how to get themselves out there and how to market better. And so, Scott, I, I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background and what you do and um, and then maybe a little bit about what, you're, what you've got going, and then maybe Georgette and I can throw some questions at you. That sounds great, Jesse. Well, thank you. Um, yep, uh, like you said, copywriter, a direct direct response or sales copywriter. And the first time people hear that, they think, okay, so you're of movies and books, right? Well, no, copywriting is just kind of an old term for the writing that would be used on, quote, sales copy. Hey, Scott, sorry to cut you off. You're, you're breaking up quite a bit. And I don't know if there's anything you can do to to fix that. Um, I'm not sure what if your connection's bad or if you're. Let me do this, Jesse. Let me try. How do? How about right now? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just breaking up. If it if it if it is too much, you can you can dial in again too if you want. If that helps you at all. Okay. Yeah. Well. uh, 
let me know if it's breaking up again and I can try a, a different way of calling in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Try again. But this is a, <laughs> you might have to start okay, over there. Is, <laughs> all right. No worries. Um, well, the first version that I said was just terrible. It was crap. So I'm glad for the second redo here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, like you said, I am a copywriter, which means basically I write the words that help a sell a product or a service. And the particular style of copywriting that I do is called direct response. And I kind of fell into this because, um, as you mentioned, we've been friends through a, a long time. Um, Jesse and I, just a, a little bit of secret background history to embarrass both of us. Uh, Jesse and I met at a theater audition um, uh, roughly about 20 years ago. And it was for a show for a, a Christmas carol. And we were both going up for the same part. And Jesse, being the manly man with his deeper voice and his growing beard at 16, he got the part that I wanted. <laughs> and basically, I've hated him ever since. And so I just I just try and keep around him to find ways to take him down. So that's kind of all part of my master plan. But no, seriously, um, it's funny, though. Actually, a lot of the stuff that Jesse and I did uh, in plays relates to marketing because uh, you know, for some people, marketing is a bad, a bad word, a dirty word. They don't, you know, it's part of sales. They they don't want to appear too hypey. And, you know, what I learned when I got into direct response copywriting, um, into the, the brand of marketing that I specialize in, is that it's all about creating an emotional response in your best prospect. You're You're trying to have an emotional conversation with them, a simple, just like across the dinner table conversation with them to help them out with something that they really need. And and in the business that that you, Jesse, and you, Georgette, are in, and that most of your listeners, I assume, are in, you know, you're offering something that is can change, like literally change people's lives and me, mean the difference between life and death, not to get too dramatic. I mean, I don't know how hypey you can get when you're, when you're telling the truth in that way. So that kind of marketing where you're going to, reach out to somebody, send them a message that they really need to hear and they want to hear, that's that's the kind of marketing that's good and that's welcome and that is not an annoying distraction. So I think just going back to our our history together and our personal lives, you know, the, the kind of stuff that we would do on stage to engage an audience is really kind of similar, that you're giving something, a message that people want that c- connects to them on an emotional level. And that makes their lives better. So I kind of see it in those in those terms. Um, and direct response marketing is all about creating that connection, making sure that you move people to an action that's better for both of you, and making sure that you measure the results of that process so that you're not just firing blindly. Yeah. So... Scott, what? Uh, okay, so d- measuring the response—that's obviously important. And what would be the difference? So, what would be the difference? Let's say you're uh, you're just getting started out with your own business, and you're mm-hmm. um, you know like somebody from the yellow pages is calling you every day to try to get you to advertise there, and um, mm-hmm. you have no idea where to start, and you're you know you don't know you're not a writer, you know you're maybe you're a personal trainer for example <laughs> and you don't really i mean maybe you can write but it's not it's definitely not something you're used to doing on a regular basis and then in addition to that you 
you definitely don't understand. You know, maybe direct response. The first time you've ever heard direct response was just now on this podcast. So, right. <laughs> what do you do? Like, how would you start? Yeah. Uh, do you, you know, do you, how does somebody begin with this kind of marketing, or how do they even know where to even even start looking? That's that's a great great question. So, you know, if you already have que- uh, customers, then you want to start with them. You want to figure out how that they heard about you. Now, it could be word of mouth. It could be maybe you've already tried some marketing efforts, like you've got an email list because you give something away free online. Maybe you've run some Facebook ads. You're a little bit more sophisticated, and you've done some of those things. Maybe you've hung uh, mailers around town. Um, Maybe people have heard about you from somebody else. So I would start with the people who are already your best customers and have a conversation. Ask them a few questions. You know, you can automate this by, um, you know, using something like Google Forms and sending them an email to a place to to um, answer those questions. Or you could just, you know, if, let's say you're training them, have, have a brief conversation and ask them, hey, how did you find out about me? What made you want to try me out? And what's the best thing that has come from us working together? So, I mean, if you ask those three questions, you know, the source of how they found you out, why they decided to give you a try, and what that they have gotten from working with you, then you're going to get a better picture of how to reach other people. Um, Because basically, you know, there are many different channels out there to reach people. Like I said, you you could have mailers, you could have events, community events that I'm sure you guys talk about, different things, partnering with other folks in the community. Um, You could send out direct mail or postcards. But more important than that is figuring out what it is that your best prospects want, what they already know about you, and what is unique about what you have to offer. So um, I'll just repeat those things again. You want to figure out what it is that they want, what they already know about what you offer, and what is special about your offer. So that's you can begin to get a picture of that when you have a conversation with the people who are already your best customers or likely prospects. You know, and if you don't have any customers, just start with the people that you know. I mean, just start with yourself, literally, and figure out, you know, okay, if I was looking for personal training, if I was looking to get better health, what messages do I get bombarded with? Which ones stand out to me? And how am I finding those? And that will give you a place to start. Um, does that help? Yeah. So let's do an example. So uh, let's say uh, it's a boot camp, and um, you, and we're asking our clients. And so the first que- first thing I'm looking for is is what do they want, right? And yeah. let's say my client uh, wants. Uh, and sometimes what I what I think is interesting is sometimes what they first say they want isn't actually what they want. By the way, sometimes I right. I think that you got to ask them about twelve times and from five different angles <laughs> because somebody may yeah. say I want to lose weight. We hear that all the time. Want to lose weight, but then later on I find out that what they really wanted was uh, a, a work something that was close to home that was convenient that they knew that they would be at regularly. You know, like, you know, that what was more important to them was the time and the location or what was more important to them was the affordability or the overall, you know, or maybe it was a list of things. And other people want to lose weight so badly they don't care. They'll drive, you know, half an hour or an hour to get to your location. So that that's that's interesting that you asked that. But let's say let's say they lose weight. They want to lose weight as their primary goal. And then the second one you said was 
what they know about your offer, right? Like, what do they already know? So let's say uh, they tell me that they, well, they all they know is that it's a boot camp, which kind of scares them, but it sounds like it's intense, and it sounds like it's uh, motivating, and there's accountability. So maybe they say that, right? And then right. intense and, and, and motivating. And then maybe the, and then the third thing you said was what is special about your offer, and let's say they tell, tell me that, um, or uh, my, or what, well, let's say I, now, am I asking them, or am I just – I'm just deciding what's special about it, I guess. I mean, what would I – let's see here. So well, what's special about it would be maybe – That's a great question, Jesse. Actually, I would do both because sometimes you you think you've got a secret sauce that people will love, and it turns out that they like something else. Just a quick example, when uh, Instagram started out, it had a lot of different features, and one of them was you know, you could help edit your photos very easily and add special filters and stuff like that. But that was just one part of their offer. And they, they were really trying to do something else. I can't remember what, what it was and who cares? Because what it turned out was <laughs> everybody loved this filtering option and that made it become this digital behemoth. And it got bought by Facebook for, I think like 3.5 kajillion dollars. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't, they were doing something that they didn't realize what their special sauce was. Cause so I would attack it from both points, but anyways, please, Continue. Okay. Okay. So, what's special? Maybe they think that it, that what's special about it is I've got, um, uh, you know, I've got a really good sense of community, and and they mm-hmm. don't get that at, if they just go to the gym. Okay. And they, and they can tell it. Maybe they see it in the pictures and the videos, and they and they come one day and they 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 sense it right away. And then maybe what I think is special about it uh, uh, is that I've got uh, a unique workout program that you don't really find anywhere else like a particular style of working out and particular equipment and a way of doing things and it, you just can't really get that anywhere else in my area so um so let me review so and then we can talk about that maybe we can even like talk about what like what a you know how to how you'd go about making that but let's say we know that what 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 they want is they want to lose weight and they want it to be near where they live or work Okay. Second question, what do they know about my offer? It's a boot camp, it's intense, and it's motivating. And then the third thing is what is special, um, you know, special style of working out, and there's a sense of community. So those, those are kind of the bullet points. And then what do I do next? Because, see, I, I think a lot of trainers can do that first step. I think they could easily figure that stuff out. But, but then there's like, okay, now what do you do? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, great. You summed it up very well. So, you know, if you're creating a marketing message, whether that's something that you say in person or it's going to go on a, a, a door mailer or it's going to go on a postcard or it's going to go on an email, you know, the first piece of advice, and this is really essential and something that people miss, is you start where the conversation is already going on in your, your best customer's brain. And that's kind of what we've already been talking about. You want to figure that out. And and by the way, it's it's a process. You know, you might have one idea to begin with and then you get it refined. So for example, when you were talking about, you know, I, maybe my pers- they, they want to lose weight. Well, that's great, but you can go deeper. And it's going to differ for each person, I'm sure, as you guys have found. But you want to figure out what, why do they want to lose that weight? You know, is this because their father died when he was 56 from congestive heart failure and they know that they're going in that same path and the clock is ticking? And they want to be around for their grandkids? Do they want to lose weight because – their 
anniversaries coming up or they've got a reunion coming up and they, they want to look better and they, they, they feel uncomfortable about how they look. You know, there's myriad reasons and maybe there is kind of one sweet spot reason that a lot of people are clustering around. So oftentimes in, in direct response, the kind of uh, marketing that you want to communicate with people, it's you're trying to get deeper, deeper and deeper into what those reasons are. So like I said, you may not lead with that, but it's good to have that understanding, especially as you go into um, deeper into the marketing message or telling your story. But it's a process, an iterative process. So uh, back to your question. So let's say you've got those things. You've got a starting place w- where you're going to begin. Well, you you craft a message that starts with that 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 idea that they have in their brain, what they already know about it. So if they know that boot camps are going to be this intense workout and you don't have to it's you don't have to convince them of that right they're already looking for it as that's maybe a place where i can really get what i want so that's where you start out with you know you you wouldn't necessarily start out with hey are you looking to lose weight you know although that might prove to be really effective it could be here's how you can lose 10 to 15 pounds in a certain time frame with the most intense or the most, um, you know, with the fu- most fun group of people that you'll find in our, you know, our boot camp here. And you, you start with that message because it's already something that they're on their mind. And then you go into basically proving that why it's going to be helpful. So that's very different than, say, you know, get $15 off of this boot camp and you say the name of your boot camp, like at Scott's Boot Camp, here, get $15 off. That might not make much of an impact with people who haven't yet been um, ha- haven't been convinced that what I've got is going to help them solve their problem. So, um, so, so wait now. What you just pointed out, I just just want to jump in and, and make sure I clarify this. What you just pointed out was the difference again between direct response versus traditional marketing, like traditional advertising, basically, right? The 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 the, the, fir- the first the version you gave was direct response, and then the fifteen bucks off, you know. Uh, Scott's boot camp is kind of with my logo, with your logo prominently displayed and your company name and how you do personal training and 17,000 other, you know, services. You do personal training, you do boot camps, um, you do uh, nutrition consultations, and you also mow lawns and you cut hair and you're also a CPA. You know, so that would be traditional advertising versus, right, <laughs> versus right. the direct response style. So is that what you're, what you... <laughs> <laughs> is that what you would do, by the right. way, if you had a boot camp, Scott? Scott's boot camp and haircutting. <laughs> yes. Well, and ice cream delivery service. You know, then you justify the need for the boot camp. You know, it's not anything. No, but yeah, you're right. And I would just add this modification, Jesse. I would say that the other could be direct response. Like, you know, here's $15 off, like leading with that. It just depends on what people already know. So if they are already, they've heard about your boot camp, it's everywhere in town, you know, they, they've maybe asked a couple of times, but they're kind of on the, they know what you've got to offer. They're kind of sold on the idea, but there's something that just isn't nudging them yet. Well, then this $15 off or the coupon or whatever, that might be the thing to kind of push them over the edge. In case you're talking to a customer who is at a different frame of mind. So you are starting with a conversation that's in their head, right? So that can absolutely be a targeted direct response message depending on the prospect. And that's why I said it is a process because you might not know exactly. Now, if you're just starting out, then they're obviously, 
not going to know. Like, let's say you just dropped into town and they don't know who you are. They don't know what your boot camp is. They might not know. Uh, they might know of boot camps or they might not know of boot camps at all. So ideally, we're tailoring our message to those different customer groups. And that can get really complicated. So you just want to start with what that sweet spot is. And like I said, that you can help get that by having those conversations. So so direct response is always about having a targeted message. And that's going to depend on who you're speaking to. So I, I know I'm kind of speaking in like the broad 30,000 view on a lot of this stuff, but it is really important to begin with knowing what they already know about you so that you can speak to that and really get into that kind of those deep drivers of what, of why they might want to listen to you. Awesome. Um, cool. <laughs> um, head, headlines. Let's talk, tell us a little bit about headlines for like, um, fitness for boot camps for weight loss for what the kind of stuff we do everybody wants to know you got to understand I, and I know I want Georgette to, to chime in here if she wants at any time but Scott you got to understand what Georgette and I, I hear almost all the time is we need more marketing we need more marketing we need to know how to market we need more clients I mean it's a constant battle we need more clients we don't have any money we don't have any clients our clients don't have any money <laughs> you know, like, how do we right. find the right kind of client who has the money to pay us, who wants to pay us the regular price, not the, you know, the tire kickers, the hagglers, and the low-rent district clients? And, you know, so we hear this all the time, and, and it comes back, you know, we, we say it comes back to marketing, and they know mm -hmm. that. So then they say, well, I need marketing. And so then, uh, you know, let's uh, – we've already kind of talked a little bit about direct response. Now let's get – maybe let's talk about head, uh, some specific – features like uh, like headlines because everybody wants to know how to write this ad and what should I put to get their attention I think you're kind of leading into that so yeah good question yeah exactly everything we just discussed like what your customers are aware of is the place to begin writing your headline this is actually just a just a brief uh, background this concept of the awareness level of your customers is something that was written about it's kind of known been known for a long time but it was really written about back in the 1960s by a, a great marketer and copywriter named Eugene Schwartz um, in, a, in his seminal book, Breakthrough Advertising. And this is really kind of a paradigm shift for me when I learned about this because it, it, it basically tells you where to start. So let's say we start with the fact that my customer kind of knows about boot camps. They've heard about the term, but they don't know exactly what's involved. Like you said, they're kind of scared. Um, they But they know that it might be able to help them with their goal. Okay. Um, then in that case, if they know that they want to lose like X number of pounds or they're just, they're trying to lose weight, then I would start with the promise that I can legitimately make them and link that to what I have to offer. So for example, um, I would say something that I think I mentioned kind of, I threw out a headline a little bit earlier in the program, you know, you might say something along the lines of lose this amount of weight, you know, by this date with, and here's where you inject kind of some of your special secret sauce for your boot camp, right? So anyways, those are, that's real broad brush. Um, but let's say, let's say your, your boot camp offers, you know, like a, a high intensity, you know, ab blaster type of workout or something like that. Um, you've got something that is unique to what you guys do. 
Well, you can put that directly into the headline and couple that with your boot camp. You know, like Scott's boot camp can help you learn, excuse me, can help you lose 15 pounds in three months or whatever the good time frame is, you know, with his special ad blaster routine in a group of, you know, like-minded people. And again, this is real broad brush. This is just a place to start where you can begin to whittle it down, make it more specific and more compelling. So I guess in answer to your question about what's the headline that's going to grab their attention, it, it doesn't have to be something sensational or really clever or creative. You know, that's one mistake people often make when they think, oh, God, I got to sit down and write an ad. Oh, man, I don't know if I can be a writer. I don't know if I can be Don Draper and Mad Men and be like really creative. You know, maybe I better open up a fifth of scotch and down that. And, or, you know, I've got to really get the juices flowing in some way. I, uh, I got to be a creative genius. No, 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 no. It's not about creativity or that artistic bent. It's all about what what do they want to hear? What is already on their mind? And if you've got that, then you've got a message that's going to click with people, right? And so if they've got a problem that's really burning, but they don't know exactly how to solve it, you start with that problem. Your headline will address that problem. So let's say, let's shift a little bit. They don't know really about boot camps. Then you start with that problem. You start with, you know, tired of those 17 stubborn pounds that cling to your abdomen, but every diet you've ever tried has failed. And if that's their problem, then they're going to, their ears are going to perk up. They're going to be like, hey, that's me. Okay, what do you have to say next? And then you might go in directly into your solution, or you might talk about the problem a little bit more, about why it's so difficult to do it, and then go into your unique solution. But like I said, if they're already like, yes, I know, I just, I, I need to lose, you know, these last 30 pounds, or I need to lose 100 pounds, and it's all about losing weight for me, and I, I've tried some workouts before, um, I had a personal trainer, maybe it has or hasn't worked, maybe I can't afford that, and I'm looking for this group fitness thing that I kind of heard about, then you start with that, if they're already kind of halfway convinced, right? You, you, you start with, what makes your boot camp so great? But that's for a customer who already knows about boot camps, right? And so that's where you go into your special uh, secret sauce or what is often called uh, your mechanism, what you have to offer. So I guess I just go back to what we talked about earlier because that's where you want to start your headline with what they already know and what you have to bring to bear. So they don't know about you. They don't know about boot camps, and, but they, they know that they have a problem then you start with that problem in your headline. Like what's what's keeping them awake at night? I think you just gave everybody some homework. I think <laughs> because the homework is uh you got to know your your demographic in your area of your of where you're doing your service, where you're doing your boot camp or your uh your personal training, right? I mean cuz if you yeah. don't have a clue, then you're going to be just throwing darts in the dark at a dartboard you can't see. You know, I mean it's that's exactly. you know you have no clue, so you kind of have to know. And if you've been in, I guess I guess my the way the shortcut was is if you're starting a boot camp in a town that doesn't have any boot camps, you probably need to do some educating on what it is to begin with. So you'd have to start more general, like you're saying, like the goal the person has, the weight loss side. If you're starting a boot camp with a whole bunch of other boot camps, you probably wouldn't have to do that. Or if you've been around for a while already and you're just trying to get advertised, then you probably don't have to do that general. You can get more specific early on. Is that kind of would that be a general exactly approach right. to take? Yep, okay. exactly right. And I would say coupled with that, so that's that's the what my customers are aware of in terms of what their problem is, 
what a solution might look like, how much they know about me. Um, in addition to that is what I kind of briefly touched on earlier, which is what's the real reason that they're coming to, to, to seek what I have to offer. So this is more appropriate for people who have a problem, but they don't yet know the solution. This is the education part of it. Um, and it usually requires a little bit more work. And when I say more work, it means your ads usually have to be a little longer, you know, or if you're sending a message or your overall quote unquote campaign, um, the kind of education that you're providing, that needs to be a little bit more extensive. If they don't know about your solution, they don't know that it can work for them, but they just know that they have a problem. So if that's the case, then it, it really pays to have some deep heart to hearts or just some introspection about what's really going on with a person because um, you know, marketers have long known this in, in the great uh, Google advertising um, guru Perry Marshall talks about it as a diary language. So if you can, I think he says something like if you can write a page out of your customer's diary, you know, they'll trust you forever. So you're, you're, you're speaking kind of what's inside their heart. And I mean, that's the best kind of, targeted marketing that you can ever hope to achieve is when you are speaking directly into what somebody is already feeling. Um, now, like I said, if they already know what that is and they just have a very, they're just focused on the goal. I just, I got to lose these 15 pounds and nothing has been working. Then you start with there. You don't necessarily need to go into, oh, okay, this is, this is the pain you're feeling. This is what you've gone through. These are the solutions you've tried. I mean, you can have that in there to help reinforce it. You're just not going to start or dwell on that as much. So yeah, knowing what they have and knowing what kind of the real reason behind what they're going for, that's going to help you when you sit down to write, that's going to help you um, uh, dial in to those deep emotional drivers, which is really what we're getting at. Now, Jesse, you, you, you said a moment ago, we don't want to just be, you know, throwing darts in the dark or, you know, not knowing what we're doing, which is absolutely right. But it's still kind of like, okay, yeah, great. I, I still don't know how to do this. Maybe I'll talk to two people and they give me completely different answers. So, you know, I don't know what to do. And that's why I say it is a process and, and really treat it as that. It's not, I'm going to hit one home run and be done, right? Like that might happen. You might just chance upon that, or you've got that deep insight already and you get the, the message that is just going to be gangbusters for you month after month. Um, although it will probably change over time. I mean, you will change it just as you become more popular then people are going to know about you. So you, you, you know, you're going to naturally change those things about what you're telling people, but what you need to have is something in place. And there's really three things you need when you're doing any kind of direct response marketing. And, and this is to contrast it from, um, networking with other people and word of mouth, which are all fantastic. But if you're trying to broaden your base and you're going to do some targeted marketing, you're going to be sending out some direct mail or postcards or putting up door hangers or, you know, appearing on shows, then you want to have this in mind. So there's three things. Okay. The three things are your traffic source, your message, and your unique offer, right? Those are the three keys, necessary ingredients to success. I'll repeat them again. A traffic source or a way for people to hear about you. The message that you're you're going to tell them, which is what we've been talking about, you know, the actual ad or the marketing itself, the marketing message, and then your unique offer. And we touched on that one as well. So the traffic source could be as simple as let's say you've got a, a Facebook page. It could be your personal page. And you talk, you, you 
mention fitness tips or if you already have a boot camp going. Um, you know, Jesse, this is something I know that you do. You you publish uh, publish people's results. You talk about things that have happened in camp. Um, if you've got a source or a venue, whether it's an email list, uh, Facebook or Google Plus posting, make try and and think about before you post something, who am I speaking to? What's on their mind? And vary it up a little bit. So maybe one day you're like, well, I've been talking about boot camps here. Maybe let I've got friends and family who are Facebook friends with me who are going to see this. But maybe maybe there's a customer out there among my networks, uh, um, um, among the people in my network, and they haven't really responded. So let me let me do a post that's a little bit more targeted to their hidden problem today, and see what kind of response you get. You might find that people are like, yes, oh man, those stubborn last 15 pounds that are clinging to your belly. I mean, those, yeah, what do I do about that? You know, it seems like I, if I even look at a donut, I've got five more pounds of fat the next morning, you know, and there's nothing I can seem to do about that. And that's really on my mind. Or it might be, maybe I, I share kind of a secret of what, what makes a boot camp successful. And they're like, oh yeah, I kind of heard about boot camps, but I didn't really know what that ingredient was. I'm curious I want to know more and just look at, you know, the engagement people have with those posts, you know, in the comment section and the likes, and that will give you, that's kind of like a low cost way of testing to see what, what your messages are targeting. And that can give you a place to start to then actually craft an ad. Um, it, but it can even be, you know, an in-person presentation. Like if you go to a network marketing event and the first thing that you say out of your mouth is, you know, I help people lose 15 pounds doing something that's really exciting. And people are like, yeah, I love that. Or if your first words out of your mouth is, I help people conquer the battle, the lifelong battle of weight loss for the first time in their lives. And then they come around you and they're like, yes, I want to know more about that. Those are slightly different ways of starting the conversation. And you might see that uh, one has a, a marked advantage. So those are some ways of starting out, low-cost ways of doing it. Awesome. And then your unique offer. Your unique offer is uh, it could be something specific about your service, but it could also be the 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 um, low barrier to entry price right. type of offer, right? Like you know, one week, seven days for a dollar. I used to do, or one week free, or you know, um, a fourteen day you know fat flush or furnace uh, or rapid fat loss boot camp for only you know, $47 or something, one of those, that could be the unique offer too, or is that separate? Yes. Well, no, it's part of, it's definitely part of the offer. It's, it's, like I said, that's going to be something that's going to matter more to people if they're already sold them what you do. So the offer is also going to include like your, what we talked about earlier, your, your mechanism, your, your magic sauce, your awesome sauce about what it is that you do. Like when you're talking about community, you know, what makes the community so strong? Well, you could talk about the laughs that you guys have, and but we work hard, and people network together outside of the boot camps, and they become friends, and they've even started their own little groups that I, the boot camp organizer, didn't do, but they just help kind of keep each other in, in check. It's something that kind of evolved on its own. Like if you have a story about that, and you know that your audience is, your, your customers are looking for community, those are the things you're, you want to share. Those are the things you might even lead with or might be early on in your message because those are unique to you. And that might have just happened on its own spontaneously. You know, those are the little things that you're looking for. So I guess another thing to keep in mind is specifics 
are much better than superlatives. So a superlative is like, we're the best in the world, you know, nobody will help you lose weight like we will, or it's, it's the most awesome uh, 20 minutes that you've ever spent in your life. I'm not saying that you can't have those as part of it, but you want specifics. You know, it's like if you're going to say something like, and we all know about this when we're talking, when we're selling a weight loss product or service that we want to have before and afters, right? We want to show this person lost 17 pounds and they did it in 43 days, right? And they didn't have to give up several of the foods that they love, you know, like they were still able to eat ice cream. Right now you're telling a story that has specifics in it and it's going to be believable and the person can begin to, um, the, the prospect who's hearing this message can begin to imagine themselves in it. So specifics are always better than superlatives. Awesome. Hey, Georgette, you've been quiet uh, very respectfully and politely quiet all this time. <laughs> what do you What do you have to say about all this? Or, you know, what are your comments here? I want to give you a chance to, or, or chance to ask a question or something. Well, I've been listening, actually, pretty intently. But uh, I was wondering, too, about online copy. Like, in, mm-hmm. it, does it differ, or are we following kind of the same guidelines, or how does it differ, if it does differ? <laughs> That's a great question. So you know, the like, essential... Oh, go, go ahead. No, I was just trying to clarify it a little bit. You know, for a website, let's say, your boot camp website, or even a, or even an ad that's going online, would, that's just a clarification. Yeah, so there's um, there's this great book uh, by a, a marketer, and uh, a super marketer named Gary Vaynerchuk called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Uh, have you read that, Georgette? Oh, I heard of it, though, yep. I know who he is. Well, the the reason I bring it up is his book is all about using marketing in the new social media platforms. And so he's got different chapters on how to promote on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, Tumblr, and, and, and various social media sites where he says they each have their slightly different native language. And so you want to speak the kind of language so... You know, obviously, Instagram is going to be very image, picture heavy. You know, Twitter, you're going to use uh, hashtags a little bit more. And so there's different, the formats demand uh, different specifics. So I would say that surface thing is is going to change how you're going to um, communicate. I mean, for one difference, you know, if you've got a website, you can have unlimited number of pages on it. An unlimited number amount of copy, nothing's going to constrain you except your customer's patience. But if they want to know more, they can have places where they can find more. So it's a great place to have education-based marketing, like what Jesse was talking about earlier. You know, you can have lots of different articles that you're just not going to be able to do if you send somebody out a postcard. Right. Um, you can certainly integrate the two. You know, direct them to your website. So. I would say that there are surface differences, and the best way to do it is just to kind of look look at some of the offers that you get sold and see if there's any difference from the the the, the letter you get in the mail from a credit card offer versus what you see online, or um, you know the, the the other things that you're seeing out there in the online space. But really, I think of it as as a difference in um, like lingo. You know, like the culture that you're in, kind of like the stuff that uh, Gary B was talking about in his book is you, you want to speak 
native, uh, whatever's native on that platform. And you get that best just by absorbing what's out there by looking at other ads that are, that are performing. And, and then you can kind of begin to adopt that, the vernacular, but the, the other stuff that we've been talking about, it's the same, no matter what medium that you're using, no matter what year. I mean, just for fun, um, I pulled up, there, there's a book that was written in 1923, almost a hundred years ago by a man named Claude Hopkins. Right. Um, and the book is called scientific advertising. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yep. Well, um, yeah, so that that is like he's like the godfather of direct response marketing. And I'm just going to read off. I've got this posted up on my wall. Um, some of the things that he says about uh, he says, offer service first to last in an ad, which basically means offer what you can do for your customer rather than just uh, to glorify yourself. You know, it's it's got to be a message focused on the on the customer, which is what we've been talking about a lot. You know, write simply. Um, speak directly to a typical prospect, aim to get immediate action, curiosity is a big driver, test the effectiveness of different appeals and arguments by putting it in the headline, Um, state specifics, avoid superlatives, Uh, prevent the attractive side, not the negative, cures work preventive don't, which is still mostly true, Um, desire to please and serve your prospect, learn best appeals by one-on-one selling. So that's like a lot of stuff that we've talked about. Like that last one is the point I was making earlier you might test things out by if you're giving in you're at a network marketing event or speaking with a person one-on-one and you try out different ones and see which one people respond to most. So I would say the, the essential core stuff is going to be the same. The differences are less important and you'll pick those up by just immersing yourself in that medium. Right. Okay. And that's completely different from doing sales copy for a info product. Or not completely different, but it, I guess it's not different, is it? I guess that's my question. <laughs> you mean do uh, if you're if I'm advertising my boot camp versus I'm advertising an info product uh, like or, how to lose weight or service online that was, for instance, like if a lot of people are into health coaching now, mm-hmm. so if you're going to you know put out a page just for your health coaching. Or, or a, an ebook. Then it's it gets a little hairier, or not not really. Well, well, I would say the essentials remain the same, but you probably will end up spending more time on the education phase. So it's likely, you know, if you're a health coach, a lot of people are going to be less aware of what that is. Like, what do I need that for? Or if you're offering an information service, very often it's. Um, you're going to put more emphasis on what's bringing the underlying problem that's bringing people there because they maybe haven't heard about your solution. And you're going to spend more time on like what's unique in your, in, in the mechanism that you offer. So um, the elements would be there, but it's likely that you're going to be dealing with folks who don't know exactly what you have to offer. You know, like, so for example, if I'm doing an ad for just to take something very specific um, let's say I've got a mechanical pencil, special lead that doesn't break, or it's very hard for it to break. So maybe it's more of a lead than it is the pencil. Well, everybody knows what mechanical pencil lead is. I don't have to sell them on that, or I don't have to, you know, talk about, do you ever just stare at a blank page of paper and you want to record your thoughts, but all you can do is open up a vein and bleed on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a real problem. Well, did you know there's something <laughs> like called graphite that you can use? Like, you don't need to have that conversation. 
but you will talk about, hey, you know, it's always breaking, like your lead is always breaking, like that's a problem. And you don't need to spend much time on that because everybody can immediately, you don't have to go into the background of like the, the, the nights of sleep that they're losing because their lead is breaking and how it's threatening right. their marriage. I mean, obviously that's not going to be true and, and it's not relevant. Instead, you're just going to mention the problem and then go into what makes what you have so special. So there's going to be education about, well, this is why this is why other leads break. It's because they use this particular molecular combination of graphite and that we were stumped for years, but you know, 13 years ago in a lab in Indonesia of all places, they, they discovered, you know, this, this new formulation and you, you talk about that a little bit and then we've able to secure these materials. Da, 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 da. So it's going to be more that education in, and uh, addressing their need, but then showing what, what makes you so different. So, I think that's where you end up spending more time on, on things like that. I think if, that if would that's be boot camp websites as well, especially if the area is heavily populated <laughs> with boot camps. I think the differentiation would probably be bigger emphasis along. I mean, everything else is important, you know, headline, offer, and blah, blah, blah. But if there's 40 boot camps within 20, you know, a 25-mile radius, um, I think the differentiation would be a huge piece. Yeah, uh, maybe like uh, here's why here's why other boot camps aren't getting clients' results. You know, right. that would be, exactly. uh, you know, or, or nine secrets to actually making your boot camp uh, get you results, you know, yes. or, or, or nine secrets to picking a boot camp that will actually work for you. Something like that. Right. Yep, that's exactly right. And then you're focusing, they already know boot camps, or, or like, this is why your last boot camp failed to get you any results. Like, if they've tried boot camps, then you're speaking to that customer, and they're like, yeah, I, I was really disappointed, like, you know, frustrated about your last boot camp results. And then, like you said, you, large, like real large, like 60 to 100 people in a boot camp. Um, which some franchises might have. So, you know, that could even be, you know, more individualized attention, you know, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right. Georgia, you're, yeah, turning a negative into a positive. You could be a brand new trainer, have two clients and feel, uh, you know, feel like you're being left out and, and, and you feel like the, the, the neighborhood boot camp with 170 clients is, intimidating but you could just turn that around and make it a positive right you know right because that's you know some people don't don't like that i mean some some people might not care but you know there's there's other people that might might actually prefer 20 people in a boot camp or or less you know because and that's probably a good possibility actually so it's not like far-fetched but yeah. By any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I know a lot of things. Uh, sticking to the differentiation part, you'll see a lot of the same similar products online, even as far as eBooks go or business coaching. Everybody's offering it, and bl- so to make it, you know, different when you're coming onto the scene, <laughs> especially a you know a new trainer or somebody who's just starting. Um, I think might actually be a plus no matter what. 
new or old or crowded, especially for the new trainer, do you suggest hiring copywriters for websites or, you know, trying to give it a go? And <laughs> well, as Jesse talked about, oh, go ahead. No, I think that's a, an issue because I don't think a lot of people know really. I mean, I know this is more about websites, but the really mm-hmm. it's in because, if, you know, it's not really a brochure. I mean, some people like that. They just want to know when's the class, what time is it, and how much is it. But I Name, mean, rank, and serial number. <laughs> oh, they do. Right. That. They, right. I had to change my home page because, you know, they didn't want to – Look around. They just wanted someplace on the first page. They wanted to know the classes offered, the times, and the amounts. <laughs> like, yep, exactly. And that's a customer who's really aware. They they already want what you've got. So you just make it really easy on them. Yeah, it's a good point. Do both. Yeah, I mean, you know, give a free report and you know, give our spiel about you know our headline and our a shorter spiel because uh, you know that's what we decided to do. They didn't want all that inf- information, but. You know, that's maybe not the norm. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you bring up an excellent point, excellent couple of points, because, you know, when I was saying earlier, figure out where your best customer is, I mean, you're going to probably have people in all of these different buckets, let's say, right? Like some of them are going to be just like the ones you mentioned, Georgette. I I already know it. Just tell me how, where's the buy button? Like just put a buy button or a scheduling button right there and I'm ready to go. And then somebody else is in a completely different thing. So, you know, as you said, if there are 50 boot camps in your area, like that's a good indication of where to start. All those other boot camps have have done maybe a lot of the education for you in the last five to seven years, right? So you may not need to do that. So you're going to start off with what what differentiates you. If you're the only boot camp in town and there isn't any place nearby, then you're going to probably spend more time on that. Um, so you, you, you often want to have multiple pathways, but, I mean, that can get complicated. And as you discovered, you got that feedback and that adjusted it. So I would say, you know, you asked about buying copy. I mean, absolutely it's a profession. And so the folks who are doing this are going to be dialed in and it's going to – they're going to be able to work a lot faster and more targeted. So it's just like any other kind of specialty that you're hiring for. You can do it yourself. You know, you can – you can get legal forms and kind of try and figure it out. It, it kind of depends on what results you're getting in this case. So, you know, if you're just getting excellent results and you're writing the copy yourself, then that's fantastic. You just keep doing and tweaking it. I mean, it's about having a flexible mind. Most folks that I, that I speak to and read about, they aren't content with what they're, where they're at. So um, it does pay to get some advice, even if you don't hire somebody to write it just to get their opinion on you know how it's working or what you can do to improve it. If I can just uh, plug real quick uh, a community that I belong to, and Jesse mentioned it at the beginning, it's, uh, it's called copychief.com, C-O-P-Y-C-H-I-E-F.com. It was a, it's a, a community, an online private community that was actually started by one of my copywriting mentors, um, an A-level copywriter, uh, world-class sales consultant named Kevin Rogers. And Kevin put this community together specifically for this issue, that you have business owners who don't know where to get good copy, and you've got copywriters who don't always know where to connect with those business owners. So this is a place where they interface. And the way it works is once you become a member, 
you can post critiques of your so if I've got a boot camp and I put up a website, I can put that up there and I can say, listen, this is who I'm trying to target. This is what I'm saying. What do you guys think? And then you can have several different copywriters. And sometimes you get folks who, I mean, it, it, it gets a little ridiculous. People who are just like A-level copywriters, people who would, you know, charge thousands and thousands of dollars for like a 30-minute consultation, throw in like Kevin and give you some just laser-targeted advice. So that. Well, that's a that's a, a low cost way. I think it's around um, sixty. I, I can't remember the exact price, but it's right probably around seventy or eighty dollars a month. Um, and if so, if you're doing any kind of marketing on a regular basis, it makes a lot of sense to get that response. And I think he, I think you can try it out free for a week. But if you go to copychief.com, you'll be able to see all about it. And it's a it's a way there where you're, if you're not ready to hire somebody, or if you're just looking for a safe place where you can find good recommendations. That's a great place to go. Okay. Good to know. Awesome. Hey, Scott, this has been really good. I think there, there's so much meat here. <laughs> there's so much meat and uh, quality stuff. We could probably do a follow-up or six follow-ups. I don't know, Georgette, if you think that we could talk more about copywriting and marketing and ads but and and killer boot camp ads. But uh, <laughs> I felt like we could do a follow-up. <laughs> Hopefully we get some feedback on, you know, at least in the inner circle, if we get some questions, because we could then, you know, obviously address them in a follow-up. So maybe that would be Yeah, definitely. Idea. Scott, um, with, uh, we just have a few minutes left. Um, what, 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 what projects do you have going on that, that we might be interested, our listeners might be interested in? Um, how do we get, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you or, or learn more about what you do, where, where should they go and, you know, what's, what's a good way to connect? Oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's been great uh, being on here. And I know we've we've kind of ended up talking a lot about like what's on in your customer's mind, and that is really the first place that you want to start. Once you get into the ad, um, like I said, you want to target their emotions, and this ties into what I'm working on right now, which kind of goes back to when I when I was first talking about how we met Jesse is um, the power of stories to kind of make a, an emotional connection with your audience. So. Um, as you mentioned, folks can find me at marketingwithstory.com, and I'm currently putting together a book. I'm in the editing phases right now that they can sign up for to get it when it's first released, be on that first list. Um, it's called your uh, magneticsalesstory.com. Um, again, that's magneticsalesstory.com. And the idea of a magnetic sales story, it incorporates those elements that we've been discussing today. So I think of stories as kind of a shortcut to this process of making an emotional connection. Because we human beings, we live and die by stories. I mean, that's how we basically acquire information, and that's what piques our interest when we hear a story that's intriguing or about something that we want or that we're, we're, we're afraid of, and we, we listen to how somebody accomplished it and what they went through and what they ended up, how, what kind of victory they ended up having. So um, that's kind of what, I, what it's all about, the magnetic sales story that I teach about is just a way of taking either from your life, but it doesn't have to be your life story. If it may be like one of your best customers or somebody that you model and it, and you can use that story to kind of make that emotional connection uh, with your best prospect. So that's what I'm excited about doing because it kind of brings in a bunch of interests uh, and, and background. Cool. And, and Scott, any, uh, any last words, um, you know, like for a, uh, Let's say you're a you're a new business entre entrepreneurial minded small business person who 
you're a personal trainer and you really want to get into the, you know, building your own business, maybe get free of the gym. Um, is there any like little bits of advice you would say just about, you know, on this marketing and copywriting stuff, how it might help you break free of the shackles of working for the man? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, having, having a marketing machine that's getting you fresh leads and new customers that kind of runs automatically is, can be a dream come true to, to get you to that dream life, right? Because as you said before, a lot of us in any kind of small business, uh, when we're starting out, we just, we don't have enough customers. We, we don't have people who are willing to spend money on it. And that's our biggest, biggest uh, obstacle. So putting something in place that is bringing you fresh leads on an automatic basis is golden. So I would say to get started, get this complex piece of technology I call a uh, pencil and paper um, that I referred to earlier um, and take an hour, just take one hour one day and start to jot down who it is you're really trying to target, what problem you can really help them with and why you are the person to help them with it. Like this is basic level stuff, but just start writing. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're not crafting a masterpiece. You're not even crafting your finished ad. You're just trying to get clear on these things. And when you get clear on it, then you can begin sharing it and let it let it uh, cycle through. You know, you start it out. The next person you talk to, begin that conversation with them. See how they respond. And you will start to whittle it down, right? It's, it's not an all or nothing thing. You can start right now on getting that marketing machine up and running for yourself. Okay, thank That's you. That's great. Georgette, any last words? No, I think that's that. We'll have to have you back and maybe discuss something like video sales letters and and use of video or something. I think we could yeah, do part cool. two of this. Yeah. That'd be great. Instead of stuffing it all into one. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. All right. Well. Hello. Thanks a thank, thanks a lot. Good to talk to you again, Georgette and okay. and Jesse. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.